another fun-filled episode of Black Girl Brunch, y'all. We back. We're back. Wait, we were, oh, we was, we was here last week. I said, wait, where do we go? Yeah. But I get it. Yep. We was back for another episode. You know, that's that's how it is. How's your week going? Um, It's going like I can't wait till Friday. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Pretty slam and jamming. Pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a fully jam-packed, totally exhausting, I have no choice but to continue kind of week. And I hate, like, those weeks, it's just like, they, they just feel like a burnout, but also like, I don't know, like, it's like, as, as tiring as they are. I'd be so proud of myself for pushing through. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't want to do this, but the fact that I'm pushing through what I don't want to do and doing it anyway just makes me feel like such a badass. But like every step of the way, I don't, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a survivor. That part, I'm a survivor. Um, But yeah, y'all, it's cool because now everything's better. We're doing the podcast. We're here. We're ready. We're prepared. Um, and we're going to kick off our phase four and talking about some things that we're doing to stay disciplined. What are we doing to keep our heads in the game? Because I can feel it in the air when both me and Sabria are on our shit. Like we have, we can be on our shit separately. Cause sometimes that's just how life is. Sometimes like Sabria be like, you know, kicking ass and I'm just like fighting for my life and vice versa. So but I realized like after being friends for literally 15 years at this point that we, I really love when we both are in these like high swing, like moments, because like, I just, I know I like vibe off the energy. Like we just go back and forth, like we ping pong off of each other's energy. So I think it's a great time to talk about how we're being so disciplined. So so first one for me is um subconsciously i said in my mind that like it's this fitness phrase that people say never miss a monday so i always wanted to do that but i was like hmm, i don't know if i could commit to it but subconsciously in my mind last month i set the goal for myself to never miss a monday like working out wise and so far i have been pretty good with it knock on wood if i have to miss a monday you know that's out of my control but i like am trying my best and so far i have been i have not missed a monday in a little over a month um and that's really been helping my discipline because i feel like it's something i have to do like it makes me feel good and it's something i have to do granted Right now, I can't lift my arms over my head um, because yesterday kicked my ass. But I just feel like that me committing to that has helped me in other things as well. Yeah, I've been um, I've really been inspired by that. Like I have been missing Mondays just because like I usually like the weekends kick my ass typically, and then like, I use Monday as like my rest day. But I would love to like commit to that at some point in the future because i've said to myself like on sunday i can't get too crazy yeah and i'm like i can't do this i can't and also like i mean i've never been like a drinker or a smoker but i'm like i can't like indulge and stuff like that because i have a goal 
that I have in mind and you know where I want to be like strength wise fitness wise and I'm just like I just like am slowly like taking stuff away and just being like okay you have to do this um the next one is meal prep which ties in because I do that on Sunday to get prepared for my Monday mm. and so on and so forth and before I was making my meal prep super complicated um and I had to go back to um I more as I get older I realized that the younger me is like definitely a goal so before um that's another uh another thing um discipline this is like I guess this would be a bonus but I wear every day that I go to the gym that I have a workout class I wear gym clothes to work even if my class, even if I have enough time to go home to change, I wear those clothes all day at yeah, work. Going home sometimes be the, the barrier. <laughs> exactly. That's one. And last time when I was like in my fitness bag, like the strongest I ever was, um, the best I've ever looked, which I'm so mad that I didn't think I'd look good, but whatever. Um, I always wore my workout clothes and I always meal prepped. Mm. And that's how I was able to like you know become strong so i'm like okay i have to do these two things and that's my sunday thing to get me prepared for my never miss a monday so like for instance today i got in from work and i was like exhausted and i was like i can do two one or two things i can do my nighttime routine i can shower first and then i can meal prep after because my food is already done i just have to put it in a container that's how like serious I am about my meal prep like I make my smoothie um at night and I put it in the refrigerator and I pack my lunch like even if my food is made I still pack it in my um container that I take to work um so all I all I have to do in the morning is pick it up and put it in my bag sorry I'm talking like I just got a brain but um but yeah so the meal prep thing I feel like that's helping me be disciplined because it's like is which ties into my next one is um coming in from work and going straight into my routine like i whenever i come home from work or if i come home from the gym i will hit the ground running and just go straight into my routine and that helps me because a lot of times sometimes i will talk myself out of stuff and be like i'm tired i don't feel like doing it i want to sit down for a little bit and like if I sit down for a little bit, a little bit turns into hours. Yeah. And then I'm <clears throat> like, oh, I'll go to sleep. I'll do it in the morning. Got to go. And then, yeah, and then my whole morning is, like, messed up. Because another thing is I like to come to work an hour and a half early. So I always, I have to be at work at 8. I'm always there at 730. Mm. Um, and so to help me do that all this stuff ties into each other as soon as i get from like work or if i come from doing like i said i hit the ground running with my nighttime routine i pack my um i meal prep and then i go i take a shower wash my face brush my teeth then i get in bed um it without sitting down because i'm like just get through this and then you can relax mm -hmm. that's what i keep telling myself um, which again, all of that ties into the last one on my list to say discipline, doing things even when I'm tired and I'm not like, 
I'm not like overexerting myself. Like I know that I have a limit. Like for instance, um, huh, I'll say breaking news. We are taking a break next week from the podcast. Um, I'm sorry. Don't write us and say, well, I already, I'm really just talking to one person, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> I'm really just talking to one person. Like, please, um, really will exp- like I'll burst into flames. But anyway, when I say I'm doing things, even when I'm tired, I'm meal prepping, I'm washing clothes. That's another thing on Sunday, or if I don't, if I'm not doing anything Saturday, Saturday night, I will get my clothes together. And then on Sunday, I'll wash them because I noticed like sometimes I would wait to wash my clothes. And then in the morning, I'll wake up like five in the morning. Um, That's another thing. I wake up at six every morning. And, like, I wake up at, like, 5 um, and be like, oh, put it in the dryer and try to rush and stuff. I don't like that. So, what I started doing was, I first of all, for work, all I, through the whole week, all I wear is, um, I have three different, like, dress pants or whatever for work. And I work at a clinic, so I have scrubs. And then I wear gym clothes. So, I'm like, that's easy, Sabria stop making it complicated just wash you wear the same thing every week basically so just like go ahead and just wash your stuff so um me doing all that stuff on sunday even when i'm tired like meal prepping washing my clothes um sorting my clothes for the week um doing that helps me have a productive week and it helps me when i'm feeling tired like for right like for instance all I have to do is get my clothes out for tomorrow. I'm doing orange theory tomorrow. So I already know I'm going to wear leggings. I'm going to have gym socks, sports bra, and a shirt. I'm going to wear my windbreaker. I already know what outfit I'm going to wear tomorrow. So all I have to do is literally get it out my dresser and put it near my bed. And that makes it easier morning for me. Yeah, so, that's definitely helpful. Just all that yeah. planning. Yeah, exactly. And like, I did it in a way because I, I easily get overwhelmed. And sometimes I be trying to do such so much and make stuff super complicated. And that's how I realized like I will fail. Like my meal prep, I was like trying to do all this like crazy stuff. I'm like, girl, just get a protein, a vegetable and a carb. Yeah, keep shit. You're keep done. It simple. Just keep exactly. it simple. And I always carry applesauce on me is a bag of pistachios yep so i'm just like and then we got snacks at my job shout out to um the people that ordered the snacks because I, we got kind bars and i got smart pop and i'm like already know i got that at so it's just like i do all this planning and it's very simple so it's like you can't it's, it's really hard to fail when you keep things so simple but i have to be on a regiment and i have to treat these extracurricular activities like i would say like working out or like um doing the podcast i have to treat it like it's a job because like last week i mean this week we're tired but last week we were starting so and i forgot it was one week where 
obviously y'all didn't know, but we was having a hard time starting it up. I forgot what happened. Yeah, it was just something going on. My computer sometimes don't be working. It just be a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. We was tired as hell, but we still did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like treating stuff like a job. Like my therapist said it to me. My first therapist said that to me um, because I am somebody like I'm, I'm happier when I have a job. And it's because I like routines. Um, and he said to me that you have to treat everything you do like a job and at first it was hard for me and I literally honestly quite honestly that was like almost like a decade ago now less than a decade ago like eight years ago and I literally it just now clicked for me Mm. and I feel like I'm able to do it now and also me not commuting not commuting literally saves so much time of your life I think you said that last week but it really does yeah it really can yeah so yeah, those are the four things I do to say. Um, this way, and I'm not mean to myself. Like if I like mess up, or like, um, don't like for instance, if I don't hit my target in my class, like my personal target, I'm not gonna bully myself because it's like it's my body still rails. hurts. It's just guard exactly. Rails. I did. I still did the workout. My body's still sore. I still rocked it. I showed up. So yeah. That's another thing. To be disciplined, do not be mean to yourself. Absolutely. There's a difference between being disciplined and trying to hold yourself accountable and just being uh, a terrorist and abusive to yourself. That's not, it's not going to be, it's not productive. It will never be productive. It's not a good thing. It's not a flex. It's not good. It's not productive being out hard on yourself. And it's just like, you're going to realize that eventually. So just don't do it. Right. Um, For me, I'm just disconnected from how things feel and I'm more interested in like what's best. Like that's just, I think I've learned my lesson over the years and sometimes doing what you feel isn't the best thing. Sometimes you have to do what you know and that's not easy, but it it really is that simple. And for me, I just got to do what I know is best versus, um, you know, what I want to do. Cause I feel like everything I feel like doing points me in the opposite direction of my goals and my dreams. So it's like, what I feel like doing is laying in the bed, <laughs> sleeping, resting, but realistically speaking, it will land in the bed, sleeping every day, get me money. Will the podcast get done? Like I always say the the slogan, like dreams don't work unless you do. You like, what did Brittany say? You better work, bitch. You want a hot body? <laughs> you, you better work, bitch. Everything you get, you have to work for. It's not really about how you anybody feels. That's what it is. And I'm just so like, I, I just accept that as reality right now. Like, that's the reality. If you want something, nobody cares about how difficult it is, unfortunately. Nobody actually cares. Like, people might listen to you. But in the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. So I'm like, I, I know that about the world. I believe that to be, I accept that as my truth. So I just do what I have to do. So I don't want to go to the gym. Okay. I, I don't want to, but I did. And that's all that, what I feel doesn't matter is what I do that matters. So I, I kind of create a list of things in my head. Like what goals do I have? How do I get there? And how I feel about it is not my business. I got to do it and that's it. And I just, just think that. I can't explain how to do that. 
but it's just about doing the mental work and pushing yourself no matter what. Um, next on my list is, um, I keep putting myself in challenge, really challenging positions on person on purpose. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, I'm putting myself in complicated relationships. I'm not putting myself in the center of drama, but I'm like purposely trying to shed old skin and like just apply the good pressure on myself so that I can become better at things. For example, like I had a job last year that was like, by all means, I could skate. Like I was getting paid decently. I could skate, but like nothing made sense. And I felt so disconnected by the job and I'm, I just didn't know what was the problem. So I realized I'm like, I need rigor. Like I'm somebody that I don't really feel good unless I know I am actively growing. I'm actively better in myself. I don't want to waste my time because a lot of times folks think that if their job is easy, they don't really do nothing that they're like, you know, game in the system. But the way I look at it is, yeah, but now somebody else is better than me because they're out in the real world getting the real experience, solving the real issues, and I'm I'm a I'm a winner on a losing team, you know? I'd rather be a loser on a winning team, you know? So I I put myself in positions like my now my job is very complex. Every day I'm challenged. Every day I'm learning something. So I just feel like, you know what? I'm stronger, I'm better, I'm smarter, smarter. So when I put pressure on myself at work, I'm just in this space of like, I'm growing, I'm being better. I am focused. I'm challenging myself. Let me go get on this podcast. I am growing. I'm challenging. I'm being better. I'm making every, I make a commitment to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm not going to run a mile every day, but I'm going to do something. I'm focused. I'm challenged. Like I feel like when I how you do one thing is how you do all things. So I keep putting myself in positions like solid core. It's challenging, but at the every at the end of every class, I'm like I'm stronger. I did it. Like I got through it. And all it just is full circle. Like you just kind of create this like vicious like motivation. Like I am someone who needs to feel like I am fighting, clawing, like kicking ass, knocking down doors. Otherwise, like I'm just disconnected. Like I don't I don't really care. I'm disconnected in a bad way. Like I'm just not engaged, you know? So then planning out my week really helps too. So like Mm -hmm. I have been like not the best with meal planning lately because I keep eating all my food. Like I don't know how to make enough food for the week. I eat it all like (laughs) within the the next day. I I mean. In your defense, you work from home also. Like since I work on site and I have a lunch I feel like it's easier because I'm like, okay, that's eating time. And then I come back and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also like, I feel less pressure because like, say I get hungry during lunchtime tomorrow, I will literally just go to the kitchen and I'll make myself something really fast. Like I'll just make myself literally some roasted chickpeas and broccoli and sit down and eat that. That's my lunch. It took 20 minutes to make. I'll make a salad. Um, like I, I all, I'll make oatmeal for breakfast every single day. So I'm not the best at meal prepping, um, right now, but, and you know me in the past I have been, um, but I'm really good at like prepping, like, uh, like what my week will look like. Okay. So I got an 8am meeting on Wednesday. So which, what time am I going to get my workout? 
and on Wednesday. Um, I got Black Girl Brunch here. Like, we're going away over the weekend, but then when I come back, I have to go away again. When I get off this podcast, I will be packing my overnight bags for, for from now and essentially until next week so that, you know, just knowing that I have a quick moving week, I know what I'm wearing. I know where my shoes are. I know what's in my toiletry bag. I know which pocketbook I'm taking and why. Like, I just have to plan and think these things through because like when it's time to like during the week, it can get, it can get very crazy. So I just have to be knowing what my week looks like before I get into it, checking my calendars, understanding my appointments, being realistic about when and how long I can work out. Like today, I literally only did 20 minutes on the stair stepper and then I left cause I had to go back to work, but I'm like, whatever I fit it in. And that's all that matters. Like, what am I eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on all these days? Let me make sure I only buy a little bit of groceries today because I mean this week, because I know that I'm going out with three friends during this week. So why waste buy all these groceries when I know that I'm not going to be able to cook dinner that many times this week? So just really planning ahead and thinking um, and thinking through your decisions. Like I plan everything out. Finally, I'll say manifesting because like th- this is this is very big for me. I am constantly picturing what I want for myself in the future. I'm listening to podcasts, um, you know, that talk about things that make me feel good and make me feel motivated. But if I can't visualize it, I feel lost. So I always need to visualize it, talk to myself, have these moments where I'm just like, okay, what do you want for yourself? Align all your decision making around that. No excuses zero excuses. And that helps. Like if you, if you know where you want to go, you have a destination in the GPS, you are sure about it. You can visualize it as clear as day. Eventually you're going to get uncomfortable if you have this vision and then your actions are going in the opposite way. So you have to, you know, it's like a psychological thing. I see myself here, like down to the fact that like, I'm picturing myself in this house cleaning. I'm picturing myself on this vacation drinking wine. So now I have to, my decision making has to align. Otherwise I'm going to have to mourn my future. I'm going to have to mourn this dream. And I just, I always say like, there's no Superman in life. There's nobody coming to save you. There's nobody coming to help you. Nobody's coming. So you have to figure out like, what can I do to get there? And like, that's just my mindset. So I have to visualize it so I can be my own superwoman, like save myself and and get myself to where I want to be. So that's how I, that's been on my mind lately. Um, One thing for the future, I haven't done it yet, but I realized that I need to rest more. That's a big opportunity for me. I prioritize being everywhere all the time, seeing all my, you know, making every milestone. And that's still going to be very important to me. But I've just decided that I'm going to start creating a blackout week. And during this week, I will not be hanging out. I will not be going to dinner. Like now somebody's birthday, like I'm like, constantly looking ahead to see like what's a week where there's nobody's birthday is nobody's baby shower and I pick that week for the month I mean and I'm like I'm not doing anything no brunches no nothing and if I can't hold that space for myself that's very telling but I start to realize that the way I rip and run is not normal I thought everybody was ripping and running like me but then everybody in my life is always pointing it out like girl do you ever sit down and I'm like then now now I know it's a problem now I know it's a problem because everybody's saying the same thing 
Yeah, I was like, whoa. I know my dad. My when my dad had to sit me down, I was like, ooh. And also just being realistic about like how much time will I have to hang out and just be at brunch with friends if for the next like chapter of my life. Um, so it's like it's just meant to be like a, a few times a month type of thing. Not every day of the week you got to do something. Cause that's what life be looking like, and I'm not even. I'm. I like to stay in the house, so it's just. It's just been getting out of hand, you know. Yeah, that's what I was like. You like to stay in the house, but I'm like, yo, you really been in these streets? I don't know what happened. I I, I don't. I really have no clue what's what's happened, but I'm uh, I'm finding my way back, and I'm doing a blackout week, and um, to be continued. But Sabrina, please hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into toast for assist. Um, well, actually this week is more of a pray for assist. So we are praying for Wendy Williams. Um, her son recently, um, went on record to share that he's very worried about his mom's, uh, health and her more specifically her mental health and, you know, just like a trigger warning, like problems with like alcoholism and he's just concerned about you know her he was saying that he believes at this point she should be focusing on her wellness and not her career and I'm guilty of being one of those people who wants Wendy back like I want her back I want her back but for real for real like what's most important is that she is good you know like she's healthy Mm -hmm. and in a good space so I just want to send like so much put love in the universe for Wendy Williams because she deserves good things yeah that just hurts me so much to know that she just is not doing so well and she's in a conservatorship the thing that Britney Spears was in and I'm just like what has happened but you know her family don't owe us that to tell us what happened or anything but all we could do was like keep her and our thoughts absolutely absolutely so send the love to um wendy williams um and moving into tea time so i'm already excited for the barbie movie but when i heard the news story that there was so much <laughs> pink paint used during the barbie movie that it caused an international shortage of pink paint that's crazy. I love that. Um, also, I can't... Knowing that it's going to be so much pink in the movie, I'm like, I am going to be so, like, not overstimulated, but I'm going to be so happy because that's my favorite color. And I'm just like, ah! Like, seeing that on screen. And I definitely plan to get tickets for the Dolby Theater because the color is... Excuse me. Sorry, y'all. The color is, like, immaculate in Dolby. So I just cannot wait. I feel like I'm gonna be like, wow, we wow. No, it's 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 definitely given like alternate universe for sure, which is like exactly what we want the Barbie universe to feel like. We want it to feel like a real dream utopia. <laughs> and now knowing that there is so much pink and different shades, but we all know which pink it is. Or which pinks that, that that there it is that is in the movies that I'm sorry. We all know which shades of pink will be represented in the movie. And I feel like that just fills my heart with like a bunch of joy. And I just was like, yo, is this true? So I had to go Google this from another website. And so the tea is that it kind of was a pink paint shortage prior to the filming. 
but the filming sent the it into a, like an international shortage. <laughs> Oh, shit. So it was just like a supply chain issue. And then the Barbie movie was like, yeah, let's let's take it there. I'm like that. I'm sorry. I randomly just was like, hmm, um, I really want to know how paint is made. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, I'm sorry. My mind keeps thinking about how we've seen the Little Mermaid um, this month. We are seeing the Barbie movie and Beyonce next month. I just feel like this is a core core memories are being made this summer. <laughs> I just feel like core memories are being made this summer just from like these three big milestones. Like just being such a, a pop culture like junkie. I'm like, this is now this is fun to me. <laughs> Like, this is fun. Watching movies, seeing Beyonce. I really can't believe it. I'm like, um, well, finally made it. Um, (laughs) I cannot believe. I feel celebrated. Like, thank you. This is for me. This is for us. This is for the gals. (laughs) And also Issa Rae. Do I need to say more? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I still need to get those dolls. Oh, my God. I keep on... Excuse me. I keep on thinking about them. I literally, every day, I'm just like... That's what's going on in my head. This reminds me of, like, that era where movies like Josie and the Pussycats were made. Like, it's like adult movies, but very animated, very, like, costumey. I'm just like... Yeah, this is what we've been fucking wanting. Why, like, why is everybody just realizing it? <laughs> exactly. I really cannot wait. I'm so excited, and I'm going to get my hands on those damn dolls. And once I do, yes, I'm taking a doll to the theater with me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes, yep. y'all. More more to come. It's happening next month. Um. Also, Tiana Taylor is stepping into her creative director um era her potential oscar winner era her potential like fashion queen era she's just like i mean i really feel stomped over like what like the tiana taylor phenomena like i'm really stomped as to what happened and why like why she didn't get the support she deserved i mean we can yeah, all well. We all probably can make a few assumptions as to why related to her label and her being a woman on the label that really just does, has never really handled anybody like her. You know, yeah. it was just like not the best, but it's just like, but I've never seen somebody with, or I've actually seen it a few times, like Tanache or not like people that just have the full package. They are beautiful. They can dance. They make good music. But for some reason, it's just like they don't get the support they need from the business end to like push their stuff forward. But yeah. I feel like Tiana Taylor is just too damn talented to just like go away, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that she's not. And instead, she's like taking her talent and investing into like other artists because some people they are like really, really good at that. Like take Babyface for example, somebody who was successful in his own right, but also was like responsible for the success, the image, the sound of like so many other artists. 
Yes, and also, um, I was thinking about how, like, um, Jessica Alba, um, kind of did the same thing, like, how she was doing acting, and then she, like, was gotten to her honest bag. Yep, same thing with, um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, she was acting, and she was, like, kind of over it, and she got into her goop bag and was, like, a even bigger entrepreneur than when she is an actress, and a lot of, every star will transition out of whatever their entertainment job is at some point. Like, that's something to keep your eye on. Like, if you notice, every singer going to get into a business venture at some point because mm-hmm. it's like, what's sustainable, you know? What's more lucrative over a course of time? Like, there's a reason why um, Kim Kardashian is like, uh, not just into skims, but also looking into like venture funding. It's a reason why Cameron Diaz has her own like wine company. It's a reason why like Jay Z is like funding liquor and like all these different things. Like you do need to have multiple streams of income and just like a ha- a hand into the business world at all times. So seeing like uh, Tiana Taylor get into like her creative director bag and mm-hmm. acting bag and like you know partnerships with like nike and stuff like that i'm like that's that might be the thing that makes her um bigger than what like music probably was gonna always phase out at some point look at rihanna saying like music will phase out and then their business ventures become their focus Mm -hmm. no that's so true i didn't even think about that but yeah i just love seeing like people's talent um like people pivot like you know if you feel like something you know instead of giving up like you're like oh this isn't working out the way i thought you just pivot a little bit yeah yeah i definitely agree because it's you're gonna always find a challenge and it's actually hard to be challenged with so many people talking shit and like publicly seeing you uh not do things and wanting to label you and i just feel like she's showing everybody right now like i was watching her um like a uh, coach Lola Brooke and I'm like this choreography is decent this movement is like high energy it's it's like it's, it's so good it's very original and I'm like she's gonna bring a lot of these girls to life mm-hmm. she's gonna yeah. bring a lot of these girls to life I saw she was coaching Summer Walker and you know that's now that's what I really like to see because we all know that Summer Walker suffers with the social anxiety and she is not playing because she mm-hmm. has consistently got on stage and like hasn't really moved, hasn't had the confidence to do anything. So the fact that like somebody like Tiana Taylor is like teaching her how to be comfortable and move, that's that's not natural to everybody. In fact, mm-hmm. like Mariah Carey was talking about how she was so uncomfortable with dancing. She's like, I am not a dancer, but she had like a coach teach her like how to do little cute things on stage for her body, for her vibe, how to like own her space on stage. And I'm just like, there are already these people that exist. Why not let it be like Tiana Taylor? Exactly. Somebody who's um, like familiar with the industry. That makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm just so proud of her. She's a mother. She's everything. Like I'm really proud of Tiana Taylor. Yeah, me too. I just don't want her at no more Chris Brown yeah, parties, but that's another thing. That part. But, that's- <laughs> but you know what? But yeah, uh, we live and we learn. Yeah. We live and hopefully we learn. Um, mm-hmm. Getting into the sunken place, right? Speaking of living and learning, some people need to learn to stop criticizing 
children. I mean, hello. Why do y'all? Why do y'all want to be on children's level so bad? Like when I be looking at kids, I just feel like you're a kid. Like you're just not the same as me. You know, like you're just a <laughs> baby for real. Like you a child, and I'm the adult. I protect you. You can't get to me. No child can get to me for real. No child can frustrate me because you don't have your frontal lobe developed and I do. You know, that's the difference. Like you don't know shit right now and that's okay because you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to because you've only been on earth for six years, right? So it's like given that logic, I feel like I would look stupid as an adult talking about a child. Like I'm like we the same age when I recognize that I'm an adult. Like I'm just a grown ass woman and I don't think it's cute to be super harsh on children because they are not developed. (laughs) They are. Exactly. And like, so what brought up this conversation is obviously um, Beyonce has brought out Blue Ivy on a few shows. I hope she makes it to America. Um, but there have been adults like criticizing her about the way she was dancing. And I'm just like, first of all, she's 11 years old. Like, and also, first of all, she, I feel like she did, did great. She did great. She entertained was like, you know, I, I think she did great. She was charismatic. I loved it. But my thing is, I hate one of my biggest pet peeves and what and I try to not forget. That's why when sometimes people in their early twenties or like teenagers say stupid shit, I be like, I gotta remember how old they are and they still have time to grow out of this. Um, because I know I've said stupid shit before. Mm-hmm. And I still say stupid shit. <laughs> but anyway, um I hate when people forget that they were like eleven once. And being so harsh on an 11-year-old and being like, oh, why is she moving? Like, first of all, when you were 11, were you in front of, like, 500,000 people? Right. In London? Or, I don't know, that's just a guesstimate. But, like, were you in front of hundreds of thousands of people in London on stage when you were 11 years old? You probably would shit on yourself at, like, the school science fair in front of Two people. I, hello? I know. I was shaking during the play. Like, oh, shit. I don't remember my lines. It is very exactly. brave. It is very it brave. It is so brave. And, 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 oh, I'm sorry. No, you what finished. You, you were talking. Oh, I was going to say, you have to give kids the opportunity to fuck around and, like, just fuck around and find out, like, in the best way. Like, if you don't do it, how will you ever learn? How will you get better? Exactly. Like, kids, like, I was watching a documentary and I'm going to cry about everything. That's just me. But I'm watching a documentary on Netflix called Mer People. And it's people who are, they dress up as mermaids and like they are just very into mermaid lifestyles. And they sometimes they do parties and things like that. And they um, wear mermaid tails. These people are strong as fuck. First of all, wearing a silicone tail underwater you have to be strong so one of them was swim with a weight but anyway that's besides the point um one of the guys on there who is a tailor he tailors he makes the mermaid the silicone mermaid tails which goes like the highest price for a tail is like five thousand dollars and he makes these he hands makes them but my point is as a child he showed interest in it he showed interest in it his mom said he would get plastic bags, 
wrapping around his legs and stuff like a mermaid take fabric from around the house and just wrap it around his legs or like wrap it like or put his grandmom in silly outfits his parents saw that and honed in nurtured it for him and didn't tell him oh this looks terrible or Mm. you can't do this whatever they nurtured him and now he's making mermaid tails for a living that is not something that's easy to get into yeah and quite frankly some people think it's crazy as fuck and he's literally making a living doing it so like he's making a living doing and he opened up a a like a aquarium where like these people who are dressed up as mermaids they swim in it they have events in it he was (laughs) he yeah exactly he was able to do this because as a child his parents and his mom works alongside him and he's able to do this he's able to flourish and live out his childhood dream because his parents saw that and was like oh, we're going to keep this. This is something that you love. We're going to keep it up. Yeah. No, that is amazing. And I think that like parents who can um, look past society's expectations and look into their child's interests and nurture it are just so pure and are the best parents in the world. Because a lot of folks can't do that because they're too well, they're followers themselves. Like, don't think for one second that just because somebody's a parent that they're not a follower. <laughs> True. Because a lot of parents be so embarrassed at the idea of being different that if they sense any difference in their kids, they're like, no, fall in line. Come on, follow society's norms. They're not actually looking at their kid and trying to help them to make sense out of life. They're not saying, oh, what are you interested in? How can we nurture that? And that's mm-hmm. honestly what I'm most excited about. I love to see what other people are interested in and say, all right, let me help you get there. And like, like, let me help you figure it out. Like, I I just want to see what my kids like saying with the Mm -hmm. kids in my family, when I'm talking to them, I'm not talking to them to be like, let me, and now let me give some advice and let me sit back. Like I find out so much from the kids in my family from sitting there making s'mores with them, sitting there, just listening I, I, we found out about the girly pop thing. Like <laughs> I find out like that they running for president of their schools. And like, I find out that they got a dance coming up and I'm like, what are you interested in? Okay. You're interested in the student government aspect of school. Okay. I see that it gives me a gateway into your soul and who you are. And I feel like that's what Beyonce is doing. She's saying, what does blue Ivy want? How can I nurture her to get there? She wants to be a performer. She's doing a damn good job. I'm not, I'm not going back and forth. I don't care what y'all need nieces be doing that shake that shit listen let her <laughs> let her develop and grow and it's like each time she gets better and better and better and better and better like that little girl is just something else and like her mother is nurturing her and i i don't know in what world where we think kicking somebody down is productive but there is so much research out there to point that it doesn't work and it doesn't help anybody so instead of telling 11 year old you stiff you say practice makes perfect that's what you say keep going if you keep going you going any trust and believe she got some of the best dance coaches in the world and they're telling mm-hmm. her keep going practice makes perfect now oh no you ain't got it you ain't hope but people are so nasty that they don't actually want to be productive. They just want to be mean. They just want to be mean. So I just, I can't stand it. Like being mean to anybody, but especially children. It's just the wrong demographic 
wrong demographic. And then people grow up to be self-conscious adults or mean adults because of how folks treated them as a kid. Nobody pieces it together. It's like, just stop the cycle. Stop being nasty to kids. It's that simple. Like, why would you even feel provoked to be mean to a child? It's giving big loser energy for real. And like, I just, I'm really, I'm just so excited to tap in, to like tap into what my children want and to to be like practice makes perfect. Like that's shit I had to tell myself. Like there are a lot of things I do where I'm not good at it the first time. And I just be praying that people give me grace. I just be praying that nobody pointed out like, and most times folks don't, but I just be like, yo, I really don't know what I'm doing here, but I can only get better if I start. So like, mm-hmm. let me just do this. Um, and you know, and most people are willing to give grace, but then when it comes to a child, it's just, I don't know. I think people think that because like certain children are rich, then they can say whatever they want to them. Like, hell no. A child is a child. Speaking of, like, I also don't like when people can't see that a child is doing something because they're a kid. Like, I start looking at the adult fun- funny. Same. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Chica right now. I'm sorry. I'm looking at yeah. Chica right now. Like, getting mad at a baby for crying. Like, I mean, if y'all was on Twitter this past week, y'all know that Chica went online and called the baby a bitch ass for crying and start, you know, chewing out the mother of the child and just was so mad and apparently manic on a plane. So she paid like 30 bucks to get on the internet and go nuts on a baby. And again, we live in this time where people think like, look, I'm, I'm ruthless. I don't care if you're a baby or not. I'm a, I'm a, if you make me mad, you make me mad. <laughs> it's crazy. I just want to say it is, it is absolutely crazy. insane to be, I, I don't care. I'm not, I don't, I know insane is a trigger word to people, but to me, that is the definition of insane to be mad at a baby for crying. Bitch, you cried too. When you was a baby, <laughs> we all cried when we was a babies. Cause that's what babies do. And er, in order for humans to exist, they got to be a baby first. <laughs> like what's not clicking. Like that's, that's just life. People got to be babies first. They, exactly. You gotta be a baby, and since you don't, again, your brain is a, just a bunch of cells at this point. You <laughs> can't say, "Hey, mom, give me a burger right now." Like, so you fucking cry. It's rational. It's yes, it can be annoying, but you should be able to check yourself and say, "This is normal." And I know that this mom is probably struggling as much as my ass doesn't want to hear it. There's a mother who has to tend to this child. And like throw her a bone too. And apparently the mother was Zanique, right? Yeah. I can't believe she, that. Um, but I think it was a family. They were on a plane with a family, a family member. And I knew when she called that child a bastard and said a product of promiscuity, I knew the kids were black. I knew that. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck you know what, what that child is a product of? How do you know that? And, and so also, what? my thing is, you have you're so pressed for attention. You know, circles is the op- like circles or close friends. That's the option. If you want to be in your hater bag or you want to say something that you know is not going to be a popular opinion, like you can say it privately. You can That's say true. it privately to a small audience, but no. You didn't take that opportunity. No, because you thought everybody was going to agree with you. You really did. I don't know why. You thought everybody was going to agree with you. The last time she said something about somebody's child, nobody agreed. Right. And then the apology for me just was not it. 
it was like I didn't cause harm by sharing that I was angry online. I wasn't mean to that person. And I'm just like, no, she's a smart aleck that's a dumbass at the same time. And no I same. really hate that. Like, you trying to be a smart aleck, but you strong and wrong. You big wrong right now. You don't have to be mean to a person to cause harm. That's just it. You caused harm when you put it out there, when you were, when you put your belief out there that it was okay to call children, sorry, babies names. Uh, the average human is not going to be okay with that. So you cause harm when you shared that online and you were, you know, cursing a baby, calling a baby out their name, calling the mother out their name. And also now the mother sees it. So now mm. you should have just said it to their face because now there's no difference because they can just read it because it's been blown out. And somebody has to know that that's what the person next to them was thinking. You absolutely did cause harm. So if you're going to mm. apologize, apologize, or you can just shut the fuck up and stand in your ignorance and you're wrong. Don't try to get nobody to feel bad for you. Don't talk about your mental health because the things you do when you are manic still exist for the rest of us who are not manic at the same time. It may not be fair to you, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So that, that was just like, I couldn't believe that it was quite literally gross. It was disgusting. So yeah, just, you know, Okay, sorry. One more thing I have to say on this. I think another reason, I think in our generation, I said this on Twitter recently, a lot of millennials still think they kids. And I think that's why (laughs) they say mean things about kids sometimes because they don't see themselves as adults. But I'm like, you're 36. You are a grown woman and it's getting, you getting creepy with it now. Like you're an adult. I'm sorry. This this is like, this this is the name of the game. This is how it works. Now y'all taking that inner child shit too far. (laughs) Yeah. You file taxes. You file taxes. Come on. You're an adult. Like stop it. (laughs) Come on. The doctor is telling you to watch your cholesterol. You're an adult. Yeah, like stop me, like snapping to it. Getting acid reflux and shit, trying to act like a kid. Like I don't care if you like SpongeBob when you were a child. It's over. Everybody likes shit when they was a child. It means a lot to them, but you still gotta grow up. You just have to. (sighs) So that's it for the fucking play segment. Now to move on to something a little dreamier, a little lighter. Let's get into common sense, sis. Um, so the, for this week's common sense is we're talking about our dreams. You know, we just kind of wanted to have a little fun, talk about something lighthearted. And we both agree that our dreams are something that keeps us afloat and that we're just natural dreamers, you know? Yes, we are, baby. That's how we push through. That's how we get through day by day. Exactly. So we just want to talk about our dreams, you know, uh, knowing me the whole time I was writing this, I'm like, hey, hey, manifestation session. We're talking about our dreams. But um, just talk about some of the things that we have been like dreaming about lately. And yeah, let's just start there. So like what when you what are you daydreaming about like right now? Like what is just getting you through work? What's getting me through work is thinking about finally being in the place where I feel like I've, I've always been going back and forth like oh where should I move like where should I move and I finally 
know and I feel at peace with the decision and I'm like that's what I keep on dreaming about like I can't stop thinking about it I'm like I can really do this I can really do it I could do it mm. I could do it I love that feeling of, I can really fucking do this like I'm I'm an adult like I'm responsible for my own decisions I'm talented I I know that people fuck with me like I could do this yeah like I really it's so crazy like I feel like really at ease because I really finally made the decision because I really was going back and forth with it and it was like (laughs) tormenting me and I felt like oh my god what if I make a mistake and I'm like I finally feel like this was the smart thing to do Mm. like this is a smart decision I don't feel like it will be a mistake um so yeah that's what I keep on dreaming about I keep on dreaming about what i'm i'm so dramatic i keep on thinking about what i'm gonna say like when i leave my goodbye speech Mm. um i keep on thinking about um like throwing stuff away and making room for new things um and excuse me and what made it more tangible um it's friend of the show Rex, I have to say his name because if I don't, then he's gonna text me and threaten me. Yeah, he threatens but people a lot. He threatens people a lot. Yes. So, friend of the show Rex, um, was sent me um places, and I was looking at the places, and I was like, oh my god, this is so real. Like this is tangible. I'm like, I can do it. I ah! see this for you. Like, I to a point where I'm just like, I'm going. I'm happy to have a best friend on the other side of the country because I'm about to be back coastal with it. Like, you think I'm playing? I already told... Like, I would just prefer you to get me a key mate, actually. <laughs> Cracking up. <laughs> My face straight as shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not laughing. <laughs> and I'm being like... And with it, I'm saying like... I don't want to say, oh, like, I stopped, because at first I was making jokes, like, oh, I'm being a cardboard box, it's going to suck, whatever. I'm like, it's not going to suck. No, it's not. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have to give up the things that I love, and the things that are motivating me, and the things that are making me strong, and things that make me happy, yeah. like Orange Theory and Solid Core. I'm not going to have to give that up. I keep on saying it to myself. Nope, you always I, find a way. I, you always I'm find gonna a find way. I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm speaking comfortability into existence. Yeah, softness, soft life. Everything don't don't have to be difficult. That's abnormal. Struggle is abnormal. That's that's not going to be the experience. You'll be able to figure it out, like, for sure. Exactly. Yes, I can. So, I'm like, it will all, it will all happen. I'm like, that's why I keep saying myself. <laughs> oh, sorry, y'all. It's just, it's. I remember one time I was like telling somebody, I just can't seem to get out of Philly. And I was joking, you know, but she was like, I'm sure if you really wanted to, you would. And that kind of like, I was like, you know, you're right. If I really wanted to, I would. And it's just that simple. Like when you really are ready to, you're going to, period. There's no, no questions asked. And when it's time, it's going, it's the time is never going to be too late or too early. It's the only, the perfect, it's only one time, the right time. Yeah, because when I put the, when I put, when I, um, when I, I knew I was for real when I put credit card payments in a significant amount, not the minimum, when I put heavy money on it on auto pay. 
That's when I knew I was serious. Yeah. When I when you put when you put your credit card payments on auto pay because you want your you know landlord what is they use your credit as um as it's astrology for landlords. <laughs> um, when you do stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I am serious. Like I'm like, and I'm. I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm asking people questions and I rarely ask questions. Um, I'm being like very vocal and I'm like, I wrote down the other night, I wrote down like my goals and like my, the steps. I wrote it down in my notes. I think I wrote it in my journal a few months ago, but I put it in my notes again. And it just be so fun. Like envisioning like your future, like your next move is so fucking fun. And I feel like I've, feel like this is where I belong mm-hmm. like I physically feel it I'm like this is where I belong like I really feel it and I feel like I finally detached myself from comfortability of being home and comfortability of being around people that are familiar and I'm just like I keep on in my mind it's not breaking up but in my mind I keep on being like imagining how I will feel without these things and these people and I'm like yes it makes me sad it makes me uncomfortable but I'm like I just gotta push through that feeling and new things are gonna come to replace those like exactly well, one the the things that you will be leaving behind will still be here you know and they'll still be part of you and you can visit whenever you feel like <laughs> or or FaceTime or call like things don't go away but it's just like it's so easy to think about oh my god what am I losing but Oh, what are you gaining? Yeah, I keep on thinking about what I'm going to gain. Like, I really feel like, like, I see, like, when I close my eyes, I see my family there. Mm -hmm. Like, the one that I want to build. Like, I see it there. Like, I really see it there. And I can't, like, really envision it where I am now. Because I'm like, that's where I'm supposed to be. Like, that's where I, I see it. I see everything there like i see the sun and like my kids hair like them running in the sun on the beach like i see it i love that that's just such pure daydreaming so i'll be like i'm like whoa let me bust my ass one foot in front of the other day by day and it's gonna get done yeah for me i've just been daydreaming about like my content a lot like I have taken this year off from content and I'm so happy I did because it's nice to just go to a restaurant and not shoot anything it is it's nice to just go out with a friend and be present or to go on vacation and just look around and I just haven't been in the mood to talk I've been in the mood to just sit back relax experience like this is a, a a softer era even though I am like going out a lot, talking to my friends and connecting. I'm just being present. Like I've, it was a big push for me to listen better this year because sometimes like, it's just a Philly thing. I'm used to talking to my girlfriends where we cut each other off, but we are like reading each other's mind. We picking up, we following each other's conversations. Like if you really catch like me and like one of my friends and a deep flow, we like, yeah, but no, right. No, no, no. But you start to quickly realize that we talk to other people, they don't operate like that and they just kind of stop talking. I felt rude, felt like I kept cutting people off. So 
it was like a big goal for me to sit back and like practice like listening, you know, and you know, sometimes I still get excited and interrupt, but mostly I just sit back and like I listen. Um, and I think that like not doing content, just focusing on what people are saying, trying to hear people better, trying to understand people better has been my year. And I just feel so, I feel like I've gained a lot for that, but I'm just getting this itch. Like I'm, I'm just picturing myself like really stepping into content creating in a new way. Like I'm really ready to show a different part of myself. I feel like I, I just want to talk a little bit more. Like I don't think that it's a bad thing to share certain aspects of your life. It's I love being human for people. Like I don't, you can't weaponize anything that I share with you. Cause I, it's, it's the truth. Anything I share with you is the truth. It exists whether you know it or not. So like, I, I'm just really excited to talk about things and to connect with people. Cause like, it's so crazy. Like how I, I feel like I can just gather like a sense of community. And that really brings me alive. Like my focus is how can I take my creative shit to the next level? Like, how can I really do that? And like some days I picture like some of the things I want to talk about and like, you know, how I can use my on air experience to, to get my number one goal, which it has always been to be like a television show host or to be a red carpet host. Like, how can I become a host? And I'm like, I have to share more of myself. I have to talk like I was watching Sherry Shepard the other day and she was like, she just was sharing and talking and I'm like, I feel like watching her do that. I don't feel like, oh, she's oversharing. But somehow, sometimes I feel like I, well, in the past I felt that way, but now I'm like, I'm past it. I'm like, nope, I'm doing what I want to do. Like I am focused on my goals, what I, my wants, my needs. I don't care about like what anyone uh, I'm not trying to people please. I'm just trying to Iman please. And I know at this point that people would like to hear some of the things I want to share. I don't have to guess anymore. Like I've had a podcast for how long? And there are people who have listened loyally for years. What, what says pe people care about you, what you say more than that? So like really inspired. And I just keep picturing myself like, on a, on a red carpet talking through things. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm built for this. I'm built for this. This is my life. I also think about like having it all, you know, I've been dreaming about like, um, engagement photos. Like when I listen to songs, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm picturing me like walking down the aisle or I'm picturing me like, what song was I listening to? Everything by Mary J. Blige the other day. And I'm like, this reminds me of like how I want to feel when I have like a child. Like you are everything. Everything is you. Like I just really want to experience those like really, really deep human like emotions. And I just keep picturing myself as like a mother. And I'm like, oh, I'm patient. Like I am patient with children. You know, I do get worried sometimes about like my career, but when I'm daydreaming, I, those, those, that's not a concern, you know, it's just not a concern. And I'm just like, I'm just going to keep pushing forward, manifesting the future that I want, thinking about how I can step into like all this opportunity. Like it's nothing but opportunity ahead of me. It's nothing but like lights as far as I'm concerned. Like I'm just following the light. So when I picture my future, I'm just like, so like healthy I'm happy. Um, I'm working. I'm creative. I am like, you know, in a healthy partnership. I am in a, 
a healthy like situation as far as parenting. Like my kids see me as both. They see me being at home, but they also see me being at work. And I don't, I'm not living life with none, none of the pressures of like, ladies, do you split the bill? That's not part of my life. <laughs> That's not part of my life. Those conversations are not part of my life. Like, I don't have to make that my experience if I don't want to. And it's like, I'm starting to realize that, like, if you literally just ignore that, that will never be part of your life. <laughs> like, we're the happiest people don't have those conversations, don't think about those types of things. So I'm just thankful. Like, I just keep picturing, like, me and my kids, like, getting ready for, like, Christmas. I keep picturing, like, me uh, getting, having my life, but also being like, okay, now you're called to do this thing. Like, you know, you, the Met Gala is happening this day. You need to be on that red carpet. You need to be introducing, you need to be hosting this. And I'm just like putting it out there into the universe. This is what I want. And I, I'm my mentality right now. If, if, if not me, then fucking who that's my Mm -hmm. mentality. If not me, then who, Mm -hmm. who, I keep seeing people who are, who are cool, but I'm like, I, they don't have it. Every Mm -hmm. time I walk into a room, I'm the hungriest person in the room. That's it. Every new job I get, they like, yo, you are on fire. How is it that I've been working now since I've been 19 and every job I go to, people say the same thing. Top talent. You are fierce. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, I need to carry this energy into my other goals at this point. I need to have faith that one thing about me, I'm I'm going to be the winner in this room. So that's what I'm ready for. Like, I'm ready to step into that. I'm ready to be this winner. I'm ready to be great. I'm not holding back no fucking punches. I don't care who feels small next to me. I'm just, I don't care no more. You know, so mm-hmm. when I see my future, that's what I see me being fierce. I don't care. whoever's uncomfortable I don't know what to tell you yeah hard pill to swallow Mm -hmm. very hard pill to swallow (laughs) I wish I knew how to sing because I really was going to sing I love that Ashanti song Dreams I do love that song I used to be smiling hard to shit going to sleep to that song. <laughs> so I guess why are our dreams important? Because when you look at us, you see two adult women who are talking about dreams. Like, why is it so important to keep the dreams in the forefront? Because I feel like if you if you're not dreaming, you're not living, baby. It's so simple. To put it simply, but also it's something to look forward to. And I just feel like it's just something everybody should do. Like, there's always, like, not in a capitalistic way, but you know when Moana said everybody on this island has a role on this island. And it's true. It's like, it could be simple. Not to go back to the mermaid people, but (laughs) watching the mer people... Who would think those people had a place in society? They do. And even if it's like just kids parties, just like just seeing how excited the kids were to see like people 
But I would just love to know from a child's eye, seeing like they're like, oh my god, this is a real mermaid. Like to them, that's they, and that's the that's those people's purpose to entertain, to feed their inner child, to entertain children, to give children like the spark and happiness and things like that. Um, I just feel like no matter what your dream is, I mean, obviously if it's something like, you know, insane, um, don't follow it. But I feel like it's really, everybody has a role. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, um, like being an architect or something like that. It's like, literally everybody has like, think about that one teacher who you just felt like you could confide in. Like, that teacher is, like, on some shit probably more important to me than the U.S. president, for real. So, I feel like no matter big or small, everybody has a role. So, it's, if that teacher never followed their dream of teaching, it's like, where would I be, you know? Yeah. I just feel like you do your job better when you actually want it and you've dreamed of it. Exactly. Like, I feel like if you really dreamed of being a teacher, you're going to be the best damn teacher in the world. But if you just fell into being a teacher, then that's going to, you're going to be different to your students, you know? Exactly. I, mean, if, I feel like if you are on the air because like you just happen to be on the air, then you're going to be a mediocre on air personality. But if you dream of being on the air if you think about it every day and every night for all of your life when you get that chance it's gonna be like i'm a girl on fire like um well i know he crazy but kanye says something about like something doing five beats a day for something summers like when you really hungry for something you it's just you bring a different type of energy so when you allow yourself to just dream and to think and to think and to think when that opportunity comes, you going to go for it because you're just like, no, I've been waiting my life for this shit. I've been, I, I want this. I, I eat this. I sleep this. I breathe this. Like, I care about this and I want this. And it's just, I feel like, honestly, it's important to be a dreamer because what else do you do in life if you're not dreaming? I really don't get it. I feel like if I wasn't a dreamer, I don't know what life would be like for me. Because that's something that always helped me to see past my current circumstances. Like, I feel like my I could always make sense of the worst circumstances if I thought about my dreams, you know? So I just don't, for, for me, it's important to be a dreamer to stay alive and to stay optimistic. Because I really do believe that if there was a moment in my life where I really didn't feel comfortable dreaming anymore, I think that's when I would be in, like, kind of danger. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. It keeps you afloat. And also, looking forward to something is just... It's just so refreshing to look forward to something, no matter what it is. Absolutely. Um, And then I guess we could just go through real quick the challenges of being a dreamer. Um, Like, I know me, I sometimes feel defeated easily because I'm like, I feel like my dreams are just so big. And then it, like, when you don't see somebody that looks like you or come from the same place as you come from or, like, 
had the same upbringing or similar upbringing, it's kind of hard to see yourself in that position. And it's kind of hard to be like, how am I going to be the first? How am I going to tap in? I don't know how to tap into this because I will be the first. So that's a big challenge. Um, also, finances. <laughs> um, sometimes because I know um, for myself, uh, the dreams that I have are very expensive. Um, and sometimes you might need certain, like for instance, um, I spent over $200 on a software program for, um, which is an industry standard, um, final draft to write scripts. That was expensive, but I felt like, well, not I felt like I had to, I had to make that purchase because that is something that is going to help me with my dreams and I have to be prepared for it. Yeah. So, um, that's a challenge. Um, also not getting distracted, like, um, staying on course and having tunnel vision being like, I'm going to like do this to get there. It's very hard, especially when, you know, you work a full-time job. Yeah. Very hard. Definitely. Definitely. And I just think, I guess this, what you just said relates back to like, like just the mental aspect of it. Like, I feel like if somebody has ever been like, Iman, have you ever acted before? At this point, I could say confidently that I act every day. Like I act like, I, I, I act like I'm normal. <laughs> like, you know, like every day I go to work and I don't express any of my actual interest. I don't actually, and, and the reason why is because I'm just too privy to the game at this point. I'm just too privy to the game and I play it and I, I blend in and I, I come here and I get my check and I've been very deliberate about like finding work that's purposeful enough that I'm motivated, finding an industry that's impactful enough that I can learn something that I can apply to my real job and finding coworkers who are cool enough to make work a, a special experience and it's not completely torturous however like it, in my dream world what i would look like is talking every day about like pop culture pop culture pop culture and you know health and wellness health and wellness and this what this person is wearing and what this person is doing so it's like i hide a lot of myself to stay safe and to stay employed and to just you know stay understood and like you, it's, it's just like a game you kind of have to play and I just don't think it's any way around it. Um, I do envy people who never choose to blend in, but there's always a price to pay. There's always a price to pay. Like for me, like I don't really have the luxury of like, you know, not making decent money just because of the fact that like my parents um, sometimes need me, you know, I am essentially a caregiver for my mom and I just have, I always felt this pressure to like make money. So I'm like, unfortunately my, like my plan B do be feeling like plan. I put an, I put so much energy in it that it feel like plan A. So mentally it could just be exhausting. Like having these two different lives that like I'm feeding and giving equal energy to when in reality, like my heart is like taking me in another direction. I also think that like I find it hard to connect with the average person because the average person just like 
is not wrong, but they don't necessarily be dreaming about some of the shit that I dream about. The average person can dream about having a house, you know, like they dream about like, you know, getting through like a, a certain training at work so that they can like progress their career. And I don't think about things like that, or I don't, I don't dream about things like that. Like those are just like goals. Those are like goal goals that I work in through the year. But like my dreams, like my North star is a little deeper. So I feel like I sound crazy when I'm talking to people outside of my friends. But the fix for that is I don't really talk to people outside of my friends about my goals and dreams. Like if I, I don't need to tell everybody, all I need to really do is to tell one or two people and have that be my safe space. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yep, those are like some of the challenges um, of being a dreamer. But ultimately, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, it's okay to be misunderstood as long as you, you could. I think you always be misunderstood anyway, in, in some way, shape or form. But it's about like being true to your own self and wants and needs and desires and going after it despite who understands it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's it, y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Um, Again, we will be off next week. So we hope this was a good episode to carry y'all over. You know, you can always go back into the archives. You can um register for the Patreon and you can see like some of our, you know, content from before. You can check out some old Instagram lives. But whatever you decide to do, um, we sure we, we know that y'all want us to take a break for a week and it's definitely needed at this point. So thank you all yeah. for joining in. Follow us on the socials. Again, register for Patreon. Find us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Find us on Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. You can find me on Instagram at Imamate. You can find me on Twitter at It's Mate. And also on TikTok at Imamate and Sabria. And you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at It's Frankenfem and Twitter on Frankenfem underscore. All right, y'all, that's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.